0: Hello and welcome back to The RevOps Show. We are back in full swing today with a great episode on sales compensation. Not to spoil anything for you, but sales compensation doesn't work as a motivator. (gasps) Shocking, right? Except there are certain circumstances which it does work. More often than not, it doesn't. Uh, But I won't get into that here. I'll let Doug and Jess explain starting right here on The RevOps Show
1: jessica
2: douglas it's friday <laughs> this friday has been one hell of a week let me tell you
1: <laughs> i thought fridays were nice and relaxing days for you they, were they used kinda... to be <laughs> they used to be apparently, par- apparently dakota does not want us to uh talk here um Unfortunately, we don't not. have the filters, oh, the filters. I'll put on headphones. Maybe that maybe she's hearing that. Um, I thought they were like kind of spa days for you.
2: Oh, yeah, they used to be. Not anymore. Not anymore. This is the day when the fires happen. This is the day when everyone wants to talk to me.
1: Hold on a second. Just fires don't happen when you work with a man. You're hurting. No, our, you're hurting never. the brand. here.
2: Never. We have no fires. Zero. Zero fires.
1: So, how about the podcast? Seeing some of those numbers, this this
2: thing—your
1: like, mom must have a lot of friends.
2: She must. She's she's very proud. She's very proud.
1: But because I'm but like I know, famous, I know that you are like barely able to contain excited today.
2: Why do you say that? Because of the topic? Because the news. Oh, the news! Yeah, big news, exciting. Want to tell everybody the news? It's the moment that we've been waiting 25 years for. The Backstreet Boys are releasing a Christmas album just in time for my birthday.
1: Oh, so it's out in October?
2: It comes out in October. Wow. So excited.
1: Now, now I saw that it, it was a Christmas album with a Backstreet Boys twist. What is what is that? It
2: means the Backstreet Boys are singing Christmas songs. That's what it means.
1: So is is like the
2: that's the twist. Know, It's not
1: an album it's not a CD what is it? I guess it's an mp3 or something
2: Well there's a C, there's CDs there's limited edition get, vinyls I've got to make I've got decisions to make about what I'm going to choose to buy
1: Are you going to get the collectors um certificate for that
2: I think I'm going to get the the signed CD think i'm gonna get the signed cd and probably the target the target exclusive with two different tracks so i might get two cds it is really like it's 1999 all over again
1: now so so the signed cd so signed by a machine
2: probably probably
1: and then and then what so what's the christmas song Did, did they share what the tracks are
2: they did share the tracks i don't have them up
1: so what what's the christmas song that you that you're most excited about that they're gonna do
2: there's a felice Navidad on the on the uh, on the Target one that I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit excited to hear.
1: Wow, that's something you don't hear very often. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, but, but for those people that don't quite have the ability to go to the Target exclusive.
2: Probably last Christmas, which is the which is the sample on like all the marketing material. Are they doing playing. any
1: like modern Christmas stuff? Like any
2: Is is last Christmas not considered modern?
1: Are they doing a remake of Mariah Carey's?
2: All I want for Christmas is you. Let's see. I don't think so. I don't think you can touch that.
1: Any any Hanukkah songs? Dreidel, no dreidel, Han- dreidel. No, no, Hanukkah Sorry. No, Sorry. Hanukkah wow. no Hanukkah songs.
2: Sorry. Sorry. No Hanukkah songs. Nope. Nope.
1: Wow. Kinda, it's kind of polarizing, Jess. I thought, <laughs> I thought that uh, they'd go a little bit broader. So anyways, hopefully you can... Uh,
2: Contain my excitement.
1: Contain your excitement. <laughs>
2: Contain your excitement.
1: Um How old are they? Aren't they, are they like sixty years old or something? Now
2: they are not that old. No, Kevin might be. Kevin might be Kevin sixty. Might be. They're in their fifties.
1: What are we talking about today, Jess?
2: Your favorite topic: sales compensation. I have sales I have compensation so many as a motivator for sales reps.
1: Alrighty, well, Jess, you know that if um if you don't kind of start this off and you just have me start talking about it, we might be done before you have the,
2: we, we might. That's that's what happened last week. So,
1: you know, and then that'll lower our our listenership because your mom won't share it as much. So we've got to increase the just talk time.
2: By the way, my husband just texted me. The plural of vinyl is vinyl. Apparently I sent said vinyls. So I apologize to all the vinyl aficionados out there. Anyway, I digress. Sales compensation. Well, that must make
1: you feel good that your husband actually pays attention to you. <laughs> he
2: he is the one that has to listen to every single episode. He has no choice. <laughs> He's within earshot. Um. All right. So I guess my first question is is is, is does sales compensation? Can you let me.
1: Can you let me know what your first question is when you're more certain?
2: <sighs> it's Friday. <laughs> Doug knows I'm punchy, so this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun today. Does sales compensation work as a motivator for sales reps?
1: It depends how you define work and motivator.
2: Wow. Wow. Depends on how you define work and motivator. <laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: Well, there there's some theory, there's some behavioral theory that says there is no such thing as an external motivator. Motivation can only come from within but I would say that if something serves to trigger an internal motivation, then that would be distinction without difference. So I would, um, I would toss away the behavioral argument there. Um, You you know, so, so I'm, well, it's actually, we have a blog post on this Um, for those of you curious, and we'll have it in the show notes, the most common and costly mistake made with sales compensation. And, and it starts off, you know, in all caps, compensation does not motivate with one exception. Um, and and so one thing that is going to sound very semantical is you didn't ask me if compensation motivates. You asked me if sales compensation motivates. And so- Okay. So sales compensation is different than compensation and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, f- but compensation does not motivate um, unless the one exception is when you're making- less money than you need, or what, you know, when you're, when you're lacking important things, then compensation motivates, but it doesn't motivate in the way that you likely want it to motivate. All you have to do is look at companies like VW and Wells Fargo to see what happens when compensation is the motivator. Now, the the reason that sales compensation is why, why I say sales compensation is different from compensation is sales compensation is a form of variable compensation where your compensation is based on outcomes, results, contributions, activities that that, that vary so that at least theoretically, you have some level of control over what your compensation rate is. And, and, And I would say, yes, it does motivate because it serves, especially in the absence of other things. It serves as the scorecard and, and, and your sales compensation plan, you know, what you, you know, the, the sales compensation structure falls into the category of what gets measured, gets done, Mm -hmm. right? You're now measuring something. You're calling something out. One of the reasons why what gets measured gets done and you know, what gets measured, gets done can be beautiful or it can be horrible go back and listen to our episode last week where we talked about efficiency Be- because you like your sales compensation plan is the single clearest signal to what you're saying is important, right? So it is the scoreboard and, and what you say moves the number. That is the signal that this is important. And so the scoreboard is important right? We've said this before. Anyone want to know yep. the power of a scoreboard of keeping score? Just watch a kids before and after someone says, Hey guys, let's keep score. And winning is important. So the, the, you know, sales compensation is a form of measurement is a form of scoreboard. And especially in the absence of other things that, that tells me what, what's important. What's the game. It kind of defines what the game is. And so, yes, it does motivate. Um, does it work? Well, if you're trying to create motivation, yes, it works. In the same way that really no rep is truly, the term is coin operated. In, in the same way that, you know, rarely does that compensation plan cover, you know, the totality of the game. Th- this, by the way, is a, is a growing issue um, as gamification becomes more important. So we'll probably get into a little bit of gamification today. But, but so yes, it does motivate. And yes, it does work as a motivator. Does it motivate people to do the things that they should do that they don't want to do? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, no, because everybody, I could look at any salesperson and say, well, if they would just do this, they would make more money. And if they were truly motivated by maximizing their compensation, then they would do the things that, you know, whatever those things are that that, that are not doing. I think that you know, um, free economics. The basis of free economics is that the structure drives the incentive, and the incentive drives the behavior. Right. So, so that yep. that compensation structure, as a matter of fact, they even call it that. They call it the compensation structure is a key part of the structure, and structure is that invisible hand. Structure is that invisible set of constraints that drives behaviors.
2: So, if it's not going to motivate the right way, so what? What tactics? What tactics would you would you take other than other than using comp as your motivator? So, what are some specific things that you would do to motivate well, your, your sales team the right way? Out,
1: I would map out and have a clearly designed, articulated business
2: process. Oh, oh, we we always go there, always, always this the first point. Map your business process. You know
1: what? Imagine this. What, you know what what what's the purpose of golf? What's the objective in golf? the The simple answer is. To, to get the ball from the tee to the hole in the f- fewest strokes possible. Okay. Or actually not, to the hole, in the hole. So I'm on the 15th, and I drive. And my drive, let's just say, it slices quite a bit. And I'm, oh, crap. And I finally find my ball, and I, and I notice that the 17th hole is 125 yards away from where my ball is. The the 15th hole which is where I which is what I was on mm-hmm. is 300 some yards away with water in between a couple other things that I have to deal with. So I, now look, there are a lot of problems with But back when I golfed. What I could tell you is from 125 yards, I was good. Mm-hmm. 125 yards. So, The objective is get the ball into the hole in the fewest number of strokes. Right. So instead of, instead of hitting the ball to the 15th hole, I go, oh, wait, I'll take out my eight iron and I'll hit to the 17th hole. Bam. Two feet from two feet from the pin putt. Right. doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's a ridiculous, right? Well, why is that? Well, because the rules of golf are Mm -hmm. very, very clear. What is game that's being played. So, so if you want it to motivate correctly, you have to clearly define what's the game that you're playing. So that's why define your business process is always step number one. If the game is not clearly defined, what am I motivating to? And and so one of the biggest mistakes that I see made with compensation is compensation is used instead of management.
2: What do you mean by that?
1: We use compensation to, to, um, motivate the decision-making process that people take to, to, to navigate decisions and actions and behaviors and, and so on and so forth. You know, if there's no, you know, you, you show me an organization that has a sales comp plan. I'll show you somebody in management that's complaining that the sales team or individuals on the team are gaining the plan, right? Well, guess what if if gaming the plan is bad Mm -hmm. then shame on you because it means either the plan wasn't designed correctly right i like to create plans that the more you game them the more we get the behaviors that we want but also there's a management element to it so so there there's an intent beyond we have fit criteria yeah i need to manage are you are you You know, not only are you closing business, but are you closing the right type of business? Are are, are you closing business in a way that that is conducive to other things? Um, The more you use a comp plan, the more you find yourself frequently changing the plan. And, you know, the more you change the plan, the more you create winners and losers through no fault of their own. And I've you know, I've seen it happen regularly where, you know, comp plan gets changed and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, I was playing the game according to the rules that were set, and then, you know, up it's February third. We're changing the plan. All of a sudden, now I'm in a completely different, you know that 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 that's going to create, you know, an awful lot of disruption.
2: You had mentioned the more you game uh, that you would want to set it up, so the more that you game the plan, the more you have the behavior you want. So can you give kind of an example of well, what so, that so looks this like? gets.
1: This gets to the point on gamification. I was actually having a conversation with somebody earlier this week who's just been hired by a you know very large company um, and and part of what he's doing is working on some of the gamification elements to for, for utilization and and I and I gave him a piece of advice on gamification. Um, and again, this falls into the what gets measured gets done. you know the, the the funny thing is as we're talking about this and I'm thinking about it in this way, we could talk about like this, this conversation is going to align so much with other conversations we've had about, you know, measuring things and, 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 and so forth. But what I, what I find is most gamification is, is overly focused on the result. And and the reason it's overly focused on the result is at the end of the day, what we want is the result and measuring the result is Pretty easy, But the, the two easiest things to measure are the end result and the initial activity. Mm-hmm. And, and most people have come along to understand that, that measuring and rewarding on just activity, just, you know, the activity, you know, if I measure it, like you, you used to get bonus to, on how many calls you made. Yeah. Right. So, Hey, I'll, I'll call joke lines. Um <sighs> I, I literally know somebody that that one of their key measurements of, of their team was, was number of calls and talk time and average talk time. So this sales rep actually programmed an automated element that he could put in a list of numbers. Cause it had one of these power auto dialers that it would call a joke line stay on for, I think it was four minutes and then hang up. So their talk time came right in. The thing that uncovered it was that someone identified that like, Seventy percent of the calls were happening after seven PM. Um, so, anyways, the the so you know you realize that activity doesn't doesn't lead to, to, to the outcomes that you're looking for. But but the problem is when you measure when you game it when you when when the score is on the result, you're you're not actually motivating behavior. So what okay. I talk about and what I told what I told my friend was you want to make sure that whatever you're gamifying is pre-intervention. What is the behavioral intervention that you want? What's the cause? So by the way, as part of defining that system, we, I thought you were going to ask me what's my second tactic, do a what causes outcomes, what causes results analysis, or, you know, so if it's sales comp, what causes sales? Mm-hmm. What, what we want to do is identify what's the, what's the behavior that when done right will, will lead to an outcome that has a high likelihood and an outcome has a causal relationship to the result that you want. Right. And, and so, you know, my favorite example of this is how we recommend as a major element of all sales comp programs is we track meaningful conversations. Now we don't just say, is it a meaningful conversation? A meaningful conversation has a very specific definition. That definition is we learn something material about the prospect that will enable us to better personalize, contextualize, orchestrate future activities to increase the probability of success. Yep. And both parties agree to do something by a certain time. And it can start off very light. But but if you look at that, because it has an advanced component to it, it has to end in, in, in a win or a loss, right? And so I remember where one of the first reps that we put this in place with, and one of the problems that I found, because he was, you know, you know, one of the problems that, that we have. Did, did you know, sorry, we're going to be a little bit stream of consciousness here, but did you know that real estate agents sell their homes for, for materially more than they sell their clients' homes for?
2: No, I did not know that, no.
1: Right. Do you know why? No. Because of the sales comp program. Oh. Right? A real estate agent gets... Yeah. Three to six percent of the sale price. Yeah, right. So, if if you're debating between selling your home for three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand dollars, yep, that's a hundred thousand dollar difference to you. It's a maximum six thousand dollar difference. Yeah. So what is the real estate agent naturally motivated for? And, and, and by the way, this, this happens not because real estate agents are being malicious. This is the invisible structure. This is the motivator. What are real estate agents motivated to do? Sell the house fastest. And by the way, they want to sell the house fastest for two reasons. It's in their economic interest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yep. And one of the things that brings greatest delight, like I know... You know, if you want to get the most for your house, I'm going to have to manage you harder because you're, you want to get the household as quickly as possible. So uh, did, did you know that, that weather stations always, uh, news stations, weather forecasts almost always overrate the probability of rain?
2: Yeah, I did know that. Do you know
1: why? Cause if they say it's going to rain and it doesn't, we're not mad at the weather person.
2: Right.
1: Then if they say it's not going to rain and it does, we are. Yep. So there's no cost of being wrong on one case or a small, right? So, so those are all examples of, of where, you know, where that compensation does motivate behavior. Now you have a sales comp program, you're comped on closing business, hitting certain numbers, etc. Yep. So, so what happens? Well, I want to get to the end as fast as I can. Right. I'm, I'm incentivized to go for speed over, Effectiveness go for speed over velocity, if you will. Yep. And and so one of the very common mistakes is reps go too far too fast, especially early. Right? And 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 why is that? Well, in the earliest stages of a sale, it's when things are least clear, they're at their lowest probability. So it's a higher risk of time. Yet when I originally said this, it was new. I've seen more and more people say it. So I don't think it's as you know, new and insightful as it was when I originally said it. The best way to shorten the sales cycle is to slow down the process, right? Because what ends up happening yeah. is we go super fast early and then we play a whole bunch of catch up late and our, and our win rates go down. So you end <laughs> up spending more time. Yeah. And so I was talking to the rep and I said, and he had made the classic mistake of trying to go too far and lost the opportunity. And I said, Frank, I guess Frank's our go-to anonymous (laughs) name. I said, Frank, why didn't you make this? Why didn't you stop here to set up the next conversation? You would have had two meaningful conversations plus this, plus this, because we have this point system. You would have generated three times the number of points. Yeah. And I'll never forget what he, his response. He said, but Doug, the last thing I want to do is game the system, and I said, "Yeah, but actually, I I want you to have three meaningful right. conversations instead of one because because you know what if you really have a meaningful conversation, you'll it, 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 it'll advance right it'll right keep you in alignment right? and 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 so what what I know is and I've said this for, for now, probably about five years. If I could only have, are you familiar with the idea of what a desert Island metric is?
2: No, I'm not.
1: So if you're on a desert Island and had no ability to communicate with anybody and you could only have X number of metrics, so Mm -hmm. you could only have one metric. Yeah. Right. So I've heard some people go three metrics, but if you could only have one metric on a desert Island to know how your business is doing, what would your one metric be? And my desert island metric would be meaningful conversations. Tell me how many meaningful conversations we're having, right? Um, Because by the way, if I have meaningful conversations, winning sales is a management process. Winning the sale is is a sales process management. I don't just mean, I don't mean necessarily sales process manager, but it's a process management thing more than it is something else. Having the meaningful conversation, that's what I need the sales rep for. Mm-hmm. Right, and especially that's yep. where I need yep. a strong sales rep. Once yeah. everything's defined, you know, when, once the need is clearly defined, what what what's needed to fit the need is clearly defined. You know, I don't. It you don't you don't need a superstar to quote unquote close the business if if you do the right stuff early. Um, and and so what we do, you know, is is we quota we bonus on meaningful conversations. Now for a sales rep. What's that based on? It is based on, on revenue. Right. Right. But we're still incentivizing the result, but, but your, your multiple, if you will, the gamification, the scoreboard, all those other things are moved much earlier to, to the pre intervention. Right. And, and Oh, by the way, we have an assessment process, which is another key metric and, and is a big point maker that, that that generates because, you know, if you do meaningful conversations, we so we have the combination of an ideal client profile um, rubric. So we have a we have a uh, company scorecard,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that, that that leads into a deal scorecard. And so we have a scorecard that defines: is this a a viable opportunity? Does this meet criteria? We have meaningful conversations. We have a major milestone, roughly assessment, right? That's not what we call it, but that's what it is. Right. Right. And then we have one business. So I want, I want the rep early thinking assessment, 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 because that is the intervention, right? My, my scoring and management works to ensure that the rep isn't, bringing low value to assessment. So we're rewarding bad stuff, but that's a management process right. as well as right. Um, meaningful conversation creates that, that aspect of advancement. And, and, and Oh, by the way, if you get the assessment, the points for the assessment are, are well worth getting the assessment legitimately. Right. Right but if it's not ready for that point so you need to have another conversation it shows up on the scoreboard and it adds to what you know to to what your reward is so so that a you know having that early conversation shows up on the scoreboard i get points for that look at that i'm winning and 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 so like that's kind of how we from from defining our process have mapped a compensation structure to align with the behaviors that, that we want to see.
2: So one note on, on meaningful conversations, and this, this may take us too far off, but you've got a very specific definition for that. So is that, is that somewhere where, when we're talking about motivators for, for salespeople, when we're talking about comp plans, when we're talking about plans for the sales rep, are we not, do you find that you're often not specific enough about, what the rules of the game are, what the, what the line, what the lanes are. Cause, cause I know sometimes with comp plans for that I've seen for sales comp, like it's really hard to understand like what actually you're supposed to do. So is that a place where I guess people fall short is not being specific enough with the, with the sales reps about what the expectation is, what they should be doing. Ooh. Well,
1: so, so there's, there's yes. And I, I know one of the big things that's come out, um, I mean, a, there's a whole laundry list of of applications that have come out that not only will auto calculate what sales comp, you know what what commission should be, but there're also tools for the sales rep to be able to um, project what they're going to get paid. And one of the things I, I say is as a general rule, I'm sure there are exceptions. Um, and I might be one at one point. who knows? But if if I need a computer program, if a rep needs a computer program, to be able to get a good feel for how much money they're going to make based on certain things. You, you probably have too much ambiguity in your business process. Well, we you know what you're actually doing. You're actually, you know what's happening. You're actually, it, it, it's an example of, of what you're rewarding is, is late in the sales cycle. Right. Yep. Um and again, it goes back, go, goes back to that, 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 that pre-intervention, but, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, sometimes it's too simple. You get 10% of closed business. I'm just making it 10% of revenue closed. Right. Okay. That, that, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I see this gamification contest, et cetera. We, you know, we have, you know, we have partners, Hey, the, um, opportunity expense paid, we're going to, you know, HubSpot just did this expense paid. We're going to you know, we're going to cover your inbound. Yeah. The, the, the agents. you know, the partner that sells them, you know, at each tier that sells the most uh, service hub over the next 60 days wins. Okay, great. That's nice. You're, you're now rewarding somebody for, for where they happen to be. Like you, you, that's not going to change any actual behavior. Yeah. Right. Because if, because if that were going to actually cause me to generate a new service hub sale that wouldn't have been a service hub sale in, in any real way. Well, it's not going to show up for 60 days. Right. Right. So it's okay. Hey everybody, let's take a look. Do we, do we want to play in this contest? Okay. What's the pipeline look like? How much service hub business, you know, it, 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 you're, you're rewarding people for catching business, not, not creating it. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that, that you know, that lack of clarity, I, I, I think the lack of clarity in the comp plan is is nine times out of ten symptomatic of a lack of clarity somewhere early.
2: And you when you say somewhere early, you mean somewhere early in the sales process or
1: you no, know, earlier in the in the revenue acceleration framework, or earlier in the process of building you know, like what like it it it's a lack of clarity around what the business process is. What, what the, the business process is what's what's the scoreboard. Well, you okay. know, everyone says you know, people are only motivated by commission. That's not true. I mean, if they were truly only motivated by commission, the worst salesperson would be doing even worse things. You know, the slimiest salesperson would be even slimier if they were only motivated by commission. Um, What they're motivated by is the scoreboard. What they're motivated by is winning, right? Being on, you know, making President's Club, the trip only a piece of it. I mean, the trip's nice. Don't get me wrong, right? Right. But, it, but it's more about not being on the trip. Right. But the motivation is more about not or and, – and, and I would say even more than not being on the trip is not being able to say President's Club because if you're not President's Club, then what did Elisa Silverstone say? You're a loser.
2: Wow. Um, wow. We're doing that. Okay. I got it
1: right. That was Elisa that was Silverstone, right?
2: Um. I don't remember if it was her that did it in the movie, but she was not clueless, which I think is great okay, yeah. referencing.
1: <laughs> um Right but that you're right, so so that's and and, and, and by the way, then then you know, like I think this happened all of a sudden that starts triggering off all kinds of other behaviors that aren't always good.
2: Right. Yeah. So we talked about business process mapping, we talked about what causes sales analysis, what are the what are the other things you would do
1: or, organizationally and I think this is something that that RevOps being that this is the RevOps show um is is perfect for leading is you need to develop a compensation philosophy. What does that mean? What what is your sales compensation philosophy? What 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 is your point of view on, on compensation is, is, is compensation a reward or a punishment? By the way, let's understand at a very, very basic level, the reason that sales commissions exist. We talk about, or people talk about sales commissions as an incentive. They do not exist because they're, because, because it's an incentive. Commissions exist as a risk reduction strategy. The reason that sales started off as a hundred percent commission was I only paid you if you sold something. So right. I had no cost. Right. Um, and, and, and so one of the problems is, is we take in a risk reduction strategy, a risk reduction game, and we try to create all this other prettiness. I, I worked for a company that made it very, very clear that they rewarded top performers and they rewarded top performers to the extent that they punished bottom performers. Mm-hmm. So if you are not going to be a top performer, you need to understand that you will be subsidizing our top performers. Right. Now, you can make an argument whether that is a good philosophy or not. Sure. Now, I'll tell you where I worked. It was a good philosophy because there was a lot of management that, that, that went into that because you could I mean, that could totally go awry. But 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 the point of it was if you're not going to be a top performer, if you're not going to hit these types of numbers, then this is not the right place for you. Right? So so that's going to tell you a lot about what's going on. The ne- the next question is, you know, what what's more important to you? Protecting your downside or to sharing the upside? Is is this really about reward? And by the way, if you say this is for reward, then I got a very base level question for you. What's the base? What's your base comp? Mm -hmm. What's your base comp? Right. If you have, if you have base comp, you know, we, we have, you know, our sales team has a base comp. You know, we, we, we sell mid six figure deals. Reps are responsible for closing, you know, multi millions. We're selling to enterprise level. Base salary is 60,000. Your, your risk reduction. Yeah. Your risk reduction. Right. If, if, if more than eat, I mean, there, there's probably a number before here. It's probably less than 50%, but if more than 50% of comp is, is incentive, then it's risk reduction. Right. Understand, accept that, uh, etc. What level of variance are you comfortable with? Mm-hmm. By the way, this is going to tell you a lot about what type of reps you're going to have, what types of cycles you're going to have. Um, what role do you feel compensation should play for the business for employees overall for salespeople? Um, you know, it it used to be easier to have these crazy sales plans. Um, actually there's a great video of, of someone making fun of Jack Nicholson's, um, uh, you know, speech at the end of a few good men about sales reps and their expense accounts. Um, yeah, you because know, everyone, you know, oh, the salesperson gets everything paid for. They get to take people out to lunch. You know. Yeah. You
2: know,
1: and and you know, you know, you, you, you don't like my expense reports. You know, grab a you know, grab a phone, make a call. Call you know. Right. You know. You you, you want my expense reports. You need my expense reports. <laughs> that, that that kind of thing. Um, gotcha. Because you know, salespeople used to. I mean, it used to be salespeople were. I mean, they, no matter how you did it, they were lone wolves. They were out working there. You know, today winning business is, is a team game and, and you're, I'm not saying your salespeople should be comped the same way other people are comped, mm-hmm. but there it, it's, it's going to bleed over and how you're paying your salespeople is definitely going to tell a story based upon how you're paying other people. So, so understand that, um, how comfortable do you want people to be? By the way, you want salespeople to motivate. Mm-hmm. So you want sales compensation to motivate, give me a really small base. Yeah. Reward me only for new business, right? Make it so that I, you know, I, I, I had a sales manager and this is a bad philosophy, but it was a philosophy <laughs> that, 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 um, you know, salespeople always needed to be uncomfortable. So, so once a salesperson started making a certain amount of money, like like what the sales manager would do is well, you need to buy a bigger house. Oh my God. Because right? you know, if you're not was covered, then you're gonna be lazy. So we need we need you to need right. Right. And look, that 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 is the place again, that ends up incentivizing a lot of slimy behavior because you know, if my life is dependent on it, I'm much more likely to lie, cheat, and steal. Um, how quickly do you want to reward key outcomes or activities? right? What's the ebb and flow of it. So, so there's an overall philosophy of what role is compensation playing? Where does right. compensation fit in the overall schema of the behaviors of the game that we're trying to play? I think, I think too often we rely too much on compensation and that's where it screws up. That That's where we get our near corn operated salespeople. That's where we get our, well, if the you know, buyer didn't ask, you know, that's where we get and I'll, I'll never forget this. Um, I was I was uh, coaching a sales team. This is really early in Imagine's um, lifetime. That um, a moving company, and I was doing ride-alongs, and this one rep was calling on somebody who was moving internationally, and she needed to move their two cards to where they were going international, and she mm-hmm. clearly didn't know a lot about, you know, what was involved. The company had been referred to her by someone, and and so you know, the, the, the rack rate for moving car is just like mm-hmm. so insanely above what anyone charges. It, it's hilarious. And she said, so he said, this is a, and she said, oh really, it's going to be that much. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, okay. And then, you know, back in the office, oh my God, you will not believe the deal that I just closed. You will not believe what I got. Can you believe I got that for moving two cars? And I'm going fucking seriously. <laughs> and I wonder why sales people have like right, th- those. Now this was, You know, candidly, this is what—that's one of the firsthand experiences that made me say, "Hey, you know what? There might be something wrong." Yeah. With how people are implementing sales
2: Is there such a focus on it because it's because that's like the lowest common denominator? That's the easiest thing to go to, or is it just because it's the way it's always been done?
1: I think it's the way it's always been done. It's um, like I'm—you know—in some ways, beyond the most, beyond the easiest. I think it's the most obvious. Yeah. It's—it is the most tangible. And look, you know, how many meaningful conversations does it does it take to create a sale? I don't know how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie <laughs> I don't know. They're both, you know, um, you know. Over time, I can I can get I can get an assumption. Yeah. But but you know what? Could could we have a lot of meaningful conversations and our win rate goes down? Yeah, it could. Yeah. But you know, I I, I see. And this, this is where I laugh because people talk about it's the numbers. It's the numbers. We've got the data. It's the numbers. Well, I watch baseball players have a bad year and get big contracts next year. And you go, how could you pay somebody who hit 230, that kind of contract? I mean sure they were really good the years before. Well, when you look at the underlying numbers, the things that led to the results, they were still performing as well as they were performing. By the way, the Red Sox are grateful for that if there are any Red Sox fans that are listening because Pedro Martinez had a crappy year before the Red Sox signed him to do a big contract. And there were people that were saying, oh, "Yep, see he's too small, he's not going to stand up to it." Except while his obvious numbers were bad, the underlying what we now what what were then called advanced analytics were still very strong and consistent with everything he had done from a career standpoint so it was just you know the result was abnormal well well guess what if you're still you know running the process i mean i'll make the argument that that a sales rep is only partially responsible for win rate and 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 you know what if a sales rep's win rate continues to go down and and you can't recover it to get it back up into um then you know what you do? You say, I guess this isn't the right place for you anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, there, you know, I, and again, this goes back to, if you are comping, if, if, if it is about closed business, if it is about the revenue and you don't have, I mean, the only exception to this would be if you have a significant base, I mean a significant base, but if the reward is only about the revenue, then it's risk reduction
2: or punishment <laughs> so, yeah, well,
1: biz- look, so so look so look i i'm a believer of putting lower grids at a rate lower than than what your upper grid gets like maybe you'll get 120 130% what what base comp will be at the highest level so at the lowest level you would get 60 or 70% so so yeah that punishes you For bad and 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 you know why I want and now by the way what I won't let happen in a in a plan like that is and this gets to variability how variable do you want it to be, like if you have a bad few months, no you're not going to be down at that lowest level you're not going to be you know in in that punishment zone, but but I want everything to align. If this is not the right place for you, if this is not a place for you to be successful, I want it to be really clear that this is not a place for it to be. You know this is not you are not being successful. I want you to want to go somewhere else. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I, no, I I firmly believe if, you know, if, if you have to fire somebody, then y- you did something wrong. Right. Something should trigger somebody. And again, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but uh, so again, I think it comes down to, it's just the most obvious and, and, and it's the, um, it's obviously, you know, it's path of least resistance and, and it, it takes the least amount of guts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked about business process mapping, what causes sales compensation philosophy, anything else tactic wise that, that you should be looking at as opposed to when you're thinking about how to motivate your sales team.
1: What are the components of the result that you're trying to achieve? So, so for example, it is the larger the deal, the better. Is that true? Most people will say, yes, that's true. But I'm going to then ask the question, is that always true? We've talked about
2: this a lot,
1: right? So, so like I know a company that works really, and like for us, we work really well in mid market. We work really well in this space. Yep, twenty five to two hundred fifty salespeople is kind of our sweet spot right now.
2: Yep.
1: Right. So, give me a choice between five hundred salespeople and one hundred and fifty salespeople, and the five hundred salespeople will be a larger deal. Um, and and can we serve a five hundred? Yes, we can. It's it's with, it, it it's within our bands, mm-hmm. um, but I would rather have the hundred fifty sales. Yeah, seat, right. That's a yeah. Our our win rates going to be higher. Our ability to serve delight et cetera is going to be higher, and and the reason is that's what our systems are built for. Five hundred seats would be, you know, begins to get into some outlier territory. Yep. Um. And and so there's actually a midsize deal, if you will, that, that you know, like once a deal size begins to get above a certain level, it's like, eh, you know what? That's not better. And, and to some yeah. degree it even becomes worse. Like right. I don't want my sales reps hunting million dollar deals, right? That's not the game that we play, right? Does that mean I wouldn't take a million dollar deal? Yeah. I probably would take a million dollar deal, but would I rather have five $200,000 deals? I probably would. Or it would be really, really close. Yeah, yeah. Right? And 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 I'd rather have my my rep thinking and hunting, you know, the two hundred to five hundred thousand dollars. Just making up numbers here versus and 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 so that's another element of um, of of how we do things. You know, another question comes. You know, what role do you want? I mean, what is the sales role? Because sales and sales comp has have a lot of different roles but how much is a sales rep responsible for retention? Right. And, and so is there a card back? Is there a clawback? I'm sorry. Cause yeah. there's a clawback. If, if, if we bring somebody in and they don't stay for a minimum, a minimum amount of time, does a rep lose yeah. some some commission? Um, do, do you pay the rep for the 12 month deal upfront, even though it's going to take you 12 months? do you pay them on a month by month basis? That again gets back a little bit into, into philosophy, but what, what's that game? If I think the rep is really responsible for retention, how much comp do they get in year two? Do I get paid the same in year two? In which case I'm more account manager. Right. And, and the danger there is that I become, I'm, you know, as my book grows, I'm going to become more service oriented. Right. So yep. I'm, Am, am I there to get new business? Am I there to manage existing business, et cetera? But even if I'm new business and it gets turns over, if I'm a new business salesperson and and I'm charged with, um, you know, retention, is, I should be thinking about retention, then, you know, how much into year two? So again, all, all those different things kind of come in to, to to determine what the philosophy and what the schema is mm-hmm. and defines what... Um, what, what your sales program is going to be. Re- realize that if you don't take a little bit of sophistication into your sales comp, any good sales rep is going to get to the point where one of two things, depending upon how the comp is, is set up in in one case, they're going to, they're going mi- to be making more money than they ever thought that they would make. So they're at a comfort level. So you better have some sophistication to keep that motivation and to keep that focus going. Or I've seen in other places where it's kind of like now to continue to make the money that I want to be making, it's now too hard. I basically worked through a, a level and it now becomes easier for me to go somewhere else and kind of start over. Right. That, 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 that's a path. Now, by the way, it's not wrong. I know, I know a company that like that is literally how they manage their sales team. They yeah. have new salespeople there for two to four years. Yeah. Right. And so after at about year three, year four, the good reps they're like, "Wait, they're I, work,
2: I, I worked somewhere where that was." Although you were prevalent. there,
1: and I'm not, and I, and I think that that was badly that was that that was actually misapplied.
2: I don't know that we're talking about the same. Place. Okay,
1: so okay, okay, so never mind. <laughs> but but again, I, I, I've seen that done correctly. I've seen, I, I think in today's world that's probably not as as viable as it used to be. But again, yeah. those are the examples of where of where and how things get into, um, you know, from a sales comp.
2: So I think I have some pretty good takeaways. This was a lot, which I knew it would be. Um, what's the game what's the game you're playing? You gotta define that for the for the rep. Um, don't focus on outcomes, focus on what causes what causes sales. Um, how do you want to motivate your reps? I, I loved what you said about compensation as a reward versus a punishment. I don't think we talk about it being a punishment. That doesn't get called out very often. And then the last thing that you said about making sure there's there's sophistication in your sales comp plan, I I think that's another thing that doesn't get thought about, talked about, addressed. So those are my key takeaways. Bam! Oh, that was really loud. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thanks everybody.
1: Yes, thank you. Oh.
0: Hopefully, you're not wearing headphones. And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. Sales compensation can work if the rep is depending on the extra money, but chances are you're better off finding another way to motivate them. There's more satisfaction from a job than just money. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about sales compensation or anything else RevOps related, email me at hannah at or hit us up on Twitter at demandcreator. Until next time, remember, can't solve your upstream problems downstream.